welcome to Necessity. I'm Lindsay Jackson. And I'm Marguerite Pierce. And today we have our own co-host as a guest. Marguerite Pierce is here with us, not as a co-host, but as a guest. (laughs) Tables have turned. Yes, indeed. So we are here because Marguerite has also had an opportunity to contribute to a book as a co-author. And her book, uh, her contribution is Our Gratitude Mission, 15 People, 365 Days, Infinite Transformations by Russ Terry. So Marguerite, tell us how you got involved in this mission. Yeah, so back when we were doing our... Uh, uh, life coach certification, um, Russell Terry was one of the like facilitators for our sessions. And um, he's just like, you know, Lindsay, but I'll describe it, describe him for the listeners. He is just so compassionate and kind and grateful for everything. And he just spreads this energy and light wherever he goes. Um, and, you know, I I was drawn to that. So, you know, I worked with him kind of in a mentor capacity after uh, getting my certification. And <clears throat> he had written a book on uh, gratitude where he had kept a gratitude journal for a whole year and then compiled all the entries into a book. And I went to his book signing um, in the city. There was a, a place um, not too far from the studio, actually. Uh, it's I can't remember it, but it was like a really cool place. It was like a like the lounge of a hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, it started with a T. It'll come to me. And they ha- always have like live music on like Tuesdays or Thursdays. And so he had done his book signing to coincide like with the live music. Smart. So it was just like a really good vibe and mm-hmm. like really good food, good drinks. Um, so it was a really nice event. And I I went and I, I showed my support and I bought a copy of the book and he signed it and it was great. And on the way home, I started reading it. And at the beginning, he pretty much like invites people to do this journey right. with him so that he can have a second book, like an anthology of all the people that do this journey with him for the second year. That's so and dope. I was like, yo, I could do this. I'm like, I, you know, I, I've seen what gratitude has done for Russ. I'm like, let me, I want to try this. And in order to hold myself accountable the next morning, I wrote him, him. an email and I was like, yes, I read like the first like two pages. I'm in. I'm in because now I can't I can't, can't think I can't I can't that. pull yeah. back from it. Right. Because that's that was my thinking. Um, going home, I was like, yeah, I could do this. And if I gave myself too much time, I would have talked myself out of it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, I'm going to say yes. And now. Russ is going to hold me accountable right. and be like, well, why are you trying to backpedal if I was trying to try to get out of it? Because he does that. Yes, exactly. He's amazing at that. He is really, really, really good at that. Cool. So you said yes mm-hmm. to an open invitation that he has in his book, right? Yeah. Um, and so you commit to it. So how? what was it like just even getting started? 
Yeah, getting started, it was it was definitely a shift in in mindset, right? It's it's teaching yourself to pay attention to the good things that happen each and every day. And I think that's great, right? Because mm-hmm. that's about mindfulness, yes. right? And and being able to be present and we can get really wrapped up in complaining. Exactly. Right? So for me, I've tried to do like, you know, a gratitude journal and write something every single day about what I'm grateful for. And I find it hard to remember to do it or to find that time to do it. Tell us how you were able to do that, because this is a year of mm-hmm. gratitude entries, right? 365 days yeah, of writing. Yep. So, I mean, of course, after you get the rhythm, it's already there, right? And you're able to get the rest of the entries in. But in the beginning, was that difficult for you? Yeah, I mean, there were, I mean, in the beginning, in the middle, and even in the end, if I'm honest, like there were times where I I skipped like three five consecutive days and I have mm. to be like, okay, ooh, nope, this is going too far. Sit, mm-hmm. be still, mm-hmm. and backfill your entries. And it's about building the habit. So at first, you know, I was eager and I was excited. So I had a good flow going. And then, you know, who knows what happens that knocked me off the flow and I just have to pull myself back on. Like, it's like with anything else. Mm-hmm. It's like with going to the gym or working out or eating clean. It's like you're you're going to be good for a stretch and then you're going to fall off. The I think that's the most pivotal moment, what you do when you fall off. Right. Do you do pick you... yourself up right. or do you just... Stay like go lower and fall further off your course, right? And that's interesting because that can show up as like self compassion, where it's like, oh, I missed a day. I'll tomorrow's a new day, and I'll, I'll make commit to it. that, yep. right? Or you can go down this hole where you abuse yourself, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, see, you suck. You never can follow through with right. your goals, right? You know, and kind of what's your default, you know? Right. Um, and then what's around you to help you stay. On track. Track, exactly, yeah. exactly. So you started to write your, your gratitude entries. And even when you start your chapter in the book, yeah. how did you decide how you were going to start that? Because you do an intro and then you share a few gratitude entries that you uh, um, have throughout the year. So tell us a little bit about your intro and how you decided how to start that. Yeah. So, you know, they, you know, when we were pulling this together, because there was 15 of us, we, we had check-ins, you know, throughout um, the course of the year in terms of like how this was going to go. And so they gave us a, um, like a template format that you could follow, right? Everybody has an intro um, to discuss, you know, um, why they chose to participate in the right. journey and so like what, why? yeah, okay. what's your why and um, what gratitude has done for you? Like to kind of be able to describe your mindset before you start journaling, before you did the journal. Like describe what that mindset was like, and then um, then you you choose like three or four pivotal entries from your year, and then. After that section, you just go in chronological order okay. to try to tell a story, right? So, you know, there are there are some moments throughout the year that are interrelated right. with each other. Kind of so little themes, themes as well. Exactly, right. mm-hmm. exactly. So um, that's what I did. And as far as the, the intro was concerned, I, I just thought about 
okay, you know, thought about my why and and kind of got to the root cause of, you know, the funk I was in. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just call it a funk um, of really not feeling like I was good enough, mm-hmm. not feeling like I was doing enough um, compared to what my, you know, expectations that kind of came from probably a variety of sources, if I'm honest, but not really <clears throat> not really like rooted in reality, if mm-hmm. if I will. So there was a lot of um resentment that I had for myself, like a lot of internal judgment, like just tons of judgment, tons of comparing myself to others, thinking that everybody else has their shit figured out, right? And just making assumptions that no one else is is trying to figure out like what the heck they want to do, what career they want to do, if they want to go back to school, what would they go back to school for? And just all this stuff that you're trying to figure out when you step into adulthood, mm-hmm. right? And I just never felt like I I had a predefined or predetermined and, you know, predetermined by me or predefined by me path that I would start walking on, right? And I know for you that can be, like, frustrating and agitating because from my experience, right, you're about logic, Mm -hmm. right? You're very methodical, intentional, um, and so you have to know what that back then because you've made – such great strides, right? But back then, in my experience, it was like you needed to know, all right, what street? When are we going to turn? Right. How many steps? What color is the building? How do you know that it's that color? Can you show me a picture right. of the building right. like that proof. it's that color? Right. I, I need all of that, right? And so what you're sharing is this kind of popped up at a time when you were in this funk mm-hmm. and your intro is sharing a little bit what that funk was like and what it looked like because you describe your funk. Yeah, I make a uh, visual visual representation of of pretty much my gremlin, my not good enough gremlin. What's a gremlin? What's, um, tell us so a gremlin. yeah, gremlin is like the the little thing on your shoulder that whispers uh, negative thoughts uh, that I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. You're you're stupid or. Um, you're not smart enough or any anything um like that it's a it's a coaching term um that we use as part of the the gales if you will that um hold people back from being their optimal self so so i you know i like i like horror movies i like monster movies so i figured what what would be a better way than to visually describe this thing that was weighing me down or infecting my thinking? Do you mind if we read it? No, I'll read it. Okay, great. I thought of the school choice and the student loan debt as the heart or chest of my resentment that mutated and grew other parts, like a creature from a horror story. The head with his gnashing teeth represented my anger for being an adult who didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. It also had five misshapen appendages likened to arms to represent all of the industries I've worked in. 
Some were short and stunted nubs to represent opportunities that were short-lived. Others were muscular with calloused hands to demonstrate years of hard work dedicated to an unappreciative small business owner. The legs and feet were sinewy and gargantuan like tree trunks, always slimy with sweat from continuously running in one direction without a sense of any final destination. And later, a second head formed. This one was more docile than the first. It was responsible for doing all of my jobs well, despite a lack of fulfillment and passion. It never said no and took on more work without additional compensation. That's a massive, scary, heavy creature. Yeah. Yeah, that that lived with me or just, you know, was on my back. You know, like, again, like horror movie reference, like The Grudge. Right, like a, the, the, I don't watch the, horror the, movies. Okay, The Grudge or the the one with the was it The Grudge? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's The Grudge. And the thing is, like, on, is that the one with like this bag. big black? Yeah, the black thing coming out kinda... the shower and stuff. Um, but um, yeah, I just felt like if I was able to separate the gremlin from me, mm-hmm. that I could. I'm in a better position to deal with it, right? To manage it head on, right? To be able to be like, okay, now what do I have to do to transform you? And then start thinking about my life in those ways. And I felt like, okay, well, what's the opposite of complaining? Mm-hmm. Gratitude. Gratitude. Right. So let me, let me, let, cause complaining is not working out for me. Com- the complaining, the resentment, I feel like garbage. Right. So why don't I try the complete opposite and see where that gets me? And where did it get you? Tell us about what that was like for you. Yeah. It was, it was, it was good because you start, it was just freeing, right? Because you realize that you, all the things that you complain about, you make it into this big, scary monster. But the thing about, you know, monsters, like in, in, in some way, shape or form is if you don't pay them any mind or you don't pay them any attention, then they grow smaller and smaller. Like the, the, the risk or the harm that you think they're going to do becomes non-existent because you're not even paying it any mind. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's like the monster just doesn't even exist. Exactly. You know, it's like your child who's afraid of the monster under the bed. bed exactly. And you know that it, 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 you end up learning that there is just, nothing there. Right. Right, but it's what the fears are in our mind. Right, you imagine this thing waiting to right. grab your ankles, right? When you, you yeah, I remember being yeah. a kid I, and listen, listen, thinking that there was something so, under my bed. And I mean, I remember telling my mother, "It grabbed me." It, it. I'm telling you, mommy. I put my foot down right. on the floor and it grabbed me. You just make it up. So, but so realistically, like I remember, um, like I shared a room with Sam, um, Samantha, my middle sister, and we had bunk beds at a particular time. And, you know, sometimes I, I slept on the top one and I would like literally like almost leap up because I didn't want somebody to grab my feet. 
And she's there. And she's there. Like, and sometimes she would like tickle my feet because she knew like I had this complex about it. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't really, I didn't really fear her Mm -hmm. doing it because Mm -hmm. she's a real person. Right. I feared like the spirit or, you know, something supernatural doing it and like taking my little feet. Yeah. Crazy. So that fear can just kind of take over. So you even say how complaining only begets an action. Right. Where I didn't want to do anything because I don't think with the complaints, I think it, cl- it clouded my judgment. Right. And so then now I'm not in a position to come up with a plan to think strategically to be like, okay, well, what's the what's the first step that I can do or first step I can take to solving you know, uh, X, Y, Z problem. It's just like, no, I just want to sit here and complain and be in a funk. And Mm -hmm. so I'm not going to do anything. And then I'm going to complain about not doing anything. It's so funny. I'm like, I'm listening and I'm thinking of also the similarities of our stories, right? Mm -hmm. Because uh, when we, in the previous episode, and we talk about my contribution to a book, I too was in this funk. Right. 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 Um, and I too was wrapped up in complaining and it was affecting, you know, my life and what I was feeling about my life and the people in my life and the opportunities that I was not seeing as opportunities. And that's a little bit about what you talk about here because at one point in your writing and in your journey, you switch your perspective on your description of the gremlin. Mm. And you talk about how those things are more from the hard work you've done, the positive experiences and and things like that. So the strength of the trunk, right? The the legs, it was necessary. Right, right, right. right. It's it's like now now I gave him purpose. Yeah. Right? And now I, I realize, okay, well, let me reframe the the way I built the monster and you know I, the originally the way I described the monster is like based off of all these negative things that happened or these negative things that I was feeling right like that voice right right it's just like that's that's how my gremlin sounds um, and then I just flipped each phrase like and like okay well you know oh instead of it me looking at it like I was being taken advantage of by my employers. Um, no, I was just ambitious, right? And then now that that ambition is building my professional experience, right? And so now like five years later, looking at things and, and rereading it, I'm like, yeah, but all those things were necessary for me to be where I am today in all areas of my life, right? So not to take anything for granted, like to realize that sometimes there is, um, you know, power in your struggle because you're if you come out on the other side, mm-hmm. you've grown. Mm-hmm. And it's not even if, because you will. will when right. you come out on the, the other, other side, side right. growth is, is right there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. For you to tap into the next time you have a struggle Mm -hmm. because there's going to be more. Right. So now you have like this built up resilience to tap into to get you over the the next mountain that comes your way. Yeah. And I think that what opened the the gates for you is really just saying yes. Mm -hmm. Right. And once you said yes. You, your mind was already opening up its receptors, yep. right, to paying attention, as you said, to the things that are good, 
that are happening around you um, and even having a new perspective or rewording or rephrasing what you might have saw as negative around you and finding its purpose. Right. And that sounds like a great exercise, right, is to have people write down your complaints. Right. Write them down and then on the other side, flip them. Yeah. And I I do something really small like that with Savannah, who complains about how hairy her legs are. Mm. And I do this for purpose of self-esteem because she's already thinking about how she could shave her legs. And she's seven. Seven, yeah. But I tell her, you know, look at how hairy your legs are, right? But you get to be warm. This winter, mommy's got to put on long johns and Mm -hmm. all this other stuff because I'm cold. But you get to Mm -hmm. have all that natural warmth, right? Look at how God chose you to Mm -hmm. keep you warm or, you know, now that doesn't work in the summertime, right? But then you throw some oil on it. Look how I just lay down like that. (laughs) Look at that. If you ain't had that hair, it wouldn't lay down like that. But just being able to find gratitude, right, in that. I'm grateful that I have hair, Mm -hmm. right? I'm grateful that I have a car, right? When you're riding in a car and you're complaining about how it looks or what part needs to be repaired or how long you've had it. And then you have to say— You ain't on the bus. I have a car. How grateful am I? Exactly. Exactly. And it also plays to those laws of attraction. Right. 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 And how just the the universe just conspires to help you see the things that your eyes are now open to and 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 um realize that, you know, there's more to life than you were making it seem previously. Mm -hmm. Um I wish it was easy for us to go into that place. And I know it's easy for some, mm-hmm. but it's really a challenge when you are kind of addicted to the complaining yeah. and to the misery. And then people kind of also feed that victim in you. So, you know, they fall into those circumstances. But when you can flip that and have true gratitude, you're putting into the universe what you uh you, what's that saying? Kind of like uh, the more that you talk about what grateful, how grateful you are, the more you you'll have, have to be to grateful. Be grateful. Of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I and I think of that, and then I think of some of the entries that you shared, mm-hmm. right? So reading it and kind of looking at you know where you are now, who you are now. Um, I the the entry there when Dex proposed to you. Yeah, that's all in there. That that's, was awesome, and you guys went away right after yeah, that, like the next day. So that was, um, yeah, that's probably like the happiest moment or week that happened because um, like he proposed to me on August 29th and um, we had scheduled a, a, a trip to go away for my birthday, which is August 31st. So it was just like, like three consecutive days of like being on like just high. being like yeah. just right like on cloud nine so august 29th that night he proposes august 30th we board the plane to go to turks and caicos <laughs> and then like august 31st i'm celebrating my 31st birthday my golden birthday um on this island on this gorgeous beautiful island um so that was definitely um the height of Things that happened in my life during that year of journaling gratitude, and I I couldn't I I couldn't be more grateful because it's interesting because it like reading <laughs> going and reading back, mm-hmm. you know, and I wrote those those journals in real time, like I remember doing it, and 
and it just helps you boost and hold on to those moments Mm -hmm. that much um, stronger and longer because you wrote it down. And and I I like to write things down like detailed so that I can like definitely relive it and not uh, like because what what scientists say like when you recall a memory, you're not you're not reliving the moment, but you're just remembering the last time you remembered Remembered it it. Mm -hmm. kind of deal. But I'm like, when you write things down, I feel like there's a loophole there, science. (laughs) There's a loophole. Um, um, Because I I am catapulted back to, like, the moments that some of these things happen, and I can feel it, like, on an emotional level. Like, uh, even now, like, just talking about, like, I feel like my, my stomach, Mm-hmm. Like the butterflies in my stomach, like when we're in the restaurant and, you know, Dex is sitting across from me and like, I'm not even eating. Like I'm legit not even eating because I, I had a inkling that this, it was going to so happen. So you're like waiting. Yeah, I'm just like, like, mm, like, oh, this bread and spaghetti looks good, but I cannot eat a bite. I just want like the thing to happen and then I can relax. Um, and then even... Like on the plane, and like you know, Dex had he had been working like a like a crazy person, like a madman. So we're on the we're on the as soon as we board and he sat down, he knocks out. Mm-hmm. He's like out for the whole four or five hour oh, flight. I'm jealous. And I'm just I'm sitting there like in the middle seat, <laughs> and I'm grinning from ear to ear, telling I'm like, strangers. Oh, this is great. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, nice shiny thing. Um, yeah, it was great. And there's another thing ab- about that trip. Um, that I remember, you know, like the, the, before the plane takes off and like, and the pilot comes out and, you know, says, Oh, I'm so-and-so. It was a woman pilot. Right. Like I had never been on a plane at that point in my, in my life. And I was 31 years old that had been pilot piloted by a woman. That's dope. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then, like I turned to tell Dex and he was already knocked out. I was like, all right, all right. babe, I'll tell you when we when we leave. <laughs> um, but um yeah, it was it was good to be able to document um such really happy moments. Right. Yeah, when you even talk now and you say about reliving, that's one thing for sure in your writings. You're extremely descriptive and when I uh, was reading, I remember saying, all right, I'm going to read a couple of pages because it was really late. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to go to bed and then I'll read the rest in the morning. But I couldn't stop. I just <laughs> kept going because I imagined myself in these different places from your entry, like your intro, excuse me, from yeah. your intro all the way to the end. I felt like I could envision everything that you were speaking of. Thank you. It's extremely descriptive. And I love that. I love that. Like, your adjectives on point, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It was, a, it was a, I mean, it was a lot of, um, there was like work, right? Like, it involved. Mm-hmm. And because it, it's like I had to write the intro and then I had to kind of like clean up, tidy up a little bit, like the actual entries, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of write them in haste and I had them all in a spreadsheet and then I needed to handpick which ones I wanted. Um, That's a lot of work, right? It is a to lot of work. To go back and look yeah. at all of that and then go through it and then find these, you said, these like themes, themes or how they're exactly. interconnected. And the other thing that I did because, I, you know, it, like there's like I talk about 
um, you know, being like a goody two shoes or always wanting like the output, anything that I work on to be a certain way, right, at a certain level. And so as I was working on this, I was like, oh, you know, am is this good writing? Like, am I doing the best job? I've never contributed to a book before. Do I really know what I'm doing? And I went, um, had gone to a conference in Atlanta. Um, it was a Happy Black Woman conference. Um, Rosetta Thurman, is that her name? I, I might be messing it up. But um, she had a conference, a three-day conference, and I met another woman, her name was Desiree, and she was a writing coach. I was like, Look at that well, universe. universe, God, thank you. And so when we when we were ready to compile our chapter and create the intro, I reached out to her and I was like, look, I have this project. I'll send you what I've done so far. I would like to work with you on like getting this like top tightened mm-hmm. and polished and um and it was a really great experience working wow. with her so to just put that um final shine on it mm-hmm. if you will yeah so even <clears throat> you talk about working with a writing coach mm-hmm. that's another thing in your book you're extremely resourceful uh you really show people how if you have an interest, you're going to go after, after it. You're ambitious, you're determined, you're focused, um, and it shows up in the choices that you make and the opportunities that you create for yourself. You're, mm-hmm. you know, finding the tables, right, and then sitting there, and then you're also already creating your own tables. Um, and I just, I'm reading, I'm like, oh, my God, let me write this down. Wait, I need to, and I think it's great because, there are a lot of people who want to do things mm-hmm. and want to have experiences and want to excel and, you know, grow to a certain level. And sometimes we think that it's just going to happen just because we want it. Right. And that's not always the case. And you show that here um, just on who you are as a person and the choices that you make. Because um, I think of myself one point in time where it's like, oh, I just want to have these things. But didn't want to do what was required to get it or to create the connections to do that. It's like even um, when we talk about Alyssa and Sabrina, when they were here and they met, right? Mm -hmm. You could meet right there at a networking event, but then do you follow up, you know, and and making those connections. And you really do that here by showing the importance of connecting with people, but also connecting with resources. Yeah. And I think, you know, I I think, you know, Sabrina and Alyssa had, you said this, like you have to be intentional, right? right? You have to follow up. And I, and I think it's just about like our relationship. Yes. Like we really hit it off at mm-hmm. the training and it could have just been that. that. It could have just been that, but it's l- not, l- look, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's just like being intentional and, and being, um, uh, just doing things with purpose. Like you, you have an idea. We'll follow, uh, follow through or follow up with it. Like just take one step towards it because I was like, Oh, I feel like, you know, I'm not well rounded. So there was like this, this portion of, um, like maybe I did it for like a year or a little longer where I was just super intentional about every single month. 
I was going to do something that I had never done before. That's so dope, though. And I need to get back on that bandwagon. I'd so I'm love glad. To do I'm that. glad, like we're talking yeah. about this again because I and I remember feeling like I learned. I was learning something like new all the time. Like they say, you you know, you learn something new every day. Like depending on how what you're doing and who you're working, who you're talking to, but just like really intentionally seeking the things that I have an interest in. And seeing if I really even like it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, during that time, I did a capoeira class, which is like the Brazilian martial arts. I took a handstand class because I was like, I never knew how to do a handstand <laughs> when I was a kid. And like, I could halfway do a cart cartwheel. So let's figure this out. That was fun. I did an improv class. Now that, that was sounds fun. fun. I, I made a skirt. Like I went to a sewing class. I made a skirt and I made a bag. And see, and it's, and it's really interesting, like how all these things like just like create these pathways in your brain or you just start going yeah. on yeah. like these tangents or, um, roads of, uh, in a in a good way, like down right. rabbit holes, new in a good way for right. a new experience. Because I remember after I took it, the sewing class, and I like made the skirt, and it came out it came out pretty well. Did you wear like, the skirt once? Okay. Once I wore it once, or maybe twice, no more than the twice. fact that you wore it, it was, was like, like that's oh, a nice skirt, skirt then. exactly. <laughs> and then you know, and then I start fantasizing. It's like. Oh, I can make my own clothes. <laughs> I can make my own dresses and skirts and be really fashionable and people are going to compliment me. <laughs> They're going to say, where'd you get that? Oh, well, I made it. Um, and, and even so much so that like my actions to do that, I... I um I got like I bought patterns, like dress patterns. I love you. I bought fabric. <laughs> I bought fabric. All of which is in the closet, like in the back, deep in my I wardrobe. And, you know, I'm going to pick it back up. I'm going to get back to it. And I like I bought like really nice, like silky fabric from like Mood. So y'all remember Project Runway and they always went to Mood. So I was like, I'm going to take my ass to Mood <laughs> and get me some fly ass fabric. And I'm going to make me myself a dress. Um, but I'll, I'll pick that fantasy back up. That is and so make it a reality. awesome, though. But that happens. Right. And just the gratitude leads us to new experiences, and then the new experiences opens our mind and open, and it does create new right. pathways right. in a positive way that leads us to more experiences, builds confidence, exactly, builds knowledge and skill set. Whether you're going to use it again, you never know when you might need to do another handstand, yeah, right. or you need to make us something very quickly, or patch a a raft or something. Something right, and I think the the but the core like theme of of doing that stuff is being constantly putting your yourself in position where you don't know what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. And and you are at the level of like a complete novice, right? To be able to humble yourself to be like, I hey, I don't know everything. I don't mm-hmm. even attempt to pretend that I know everything, even about the top topics that I'm really well versed in. No, I'm going to look at it as if I don't know anything and um, reap the the benefits from that. Um, There's this um, guy that I um, just learned about like a few weeks ago. His name is Jim Quick, Mm. uh, K-W-I-K, and he's like a learning coach. Like he has a podcast and he has um, – 
video lectures, if you will, on how to improve like your brain and improve nice. your memory and like it, it's, see y'all full of resources. <laughs> My girl goes out and she's connected. She finds these things, and then that's why you gotta listen. So, Keep listening to us. It's just jewels every time. Resource, resource, resource. Yeah, and um, yeah, I would I highly encourage everybody check him out because it's just like he he says one of his his tips to learning and retaining information is putting what he knows about a topic on the back burner and come in completely fresh mm. and then draw like relations to other things to be able to retain the information and recall it when necessary. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So you did the gratitude journal. Yep. Now it was time to kind of put it all together. You had a writing coach help you kind mm -hmm. of uh, refine it, make sure that it was top-notch because it is top-notch. So you both did a great job together. Um, how did it feel when it was time for it to go to, like, publishing and it was just time to go to print? Oh, uh, you know, that's, like, the most difficult, right, hitting that send yeah. with the final like the final chapter, mm -hmm. MP or MPers, right. whatever I named it, that file. And, you know, reading it, rereading it, mm -hmm. reading it a thousand times. Right. Like, is this good? Babe, did you Obsessing read it? Can you read it? it? Right. Do you think it's good? <laughs> okay. Um, and just like, you just have to take a deep breath, hit send. And be like, all right. That's it. We're, that's it. And and being open, and I think that's another thing that happened with this project. Being open to the feedback, right, mm -hmm. and not and not Take taking it, it personally, personal. right, mm -hmm. for agreements. And so when I submitted my chapter, the intro that's that's in the book is completely different. Like it was my original intro was completely different than the one that's in the book. Doing what really? Right. So when I wrote that intro and I submitted it, Russ and I had, you know, some exchanges back and forth, some things like there was a reference, um, like I made a horror story reference and, you know, Russ didn't think it was mainstream enough for people to know what okay. it is, right? So I had made a reference, like I was still trying to make a visual representation of my gremlin, but I didn't like describe it. Gremlin. I didn't have yeah. I have okay. it, I didn't have it written out like that, and I I made a reference to the call of. Cuthello, I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but it's like C T H U L U L. It's, it's a Lovecraft, H P Lovecraft story. Um, it's like this this weird otherworldly creature, and he has this sound, and he's killing people in the forest or whatever. Um, and Russ didn't think he was like, eh, I don't, you know, I, this is not a pop. This is not, not pop popular. culture, yeah, right? It's yeah, not popular yeah. enough. And I was like. Oh, I thought it, I thought it was pretty popular, but I, it might be popular in the horror, horror world, right? Movie and, and world. right, exactly, exactly. It's like its own little crew, and it was it was good. <laughs> and again, like this is like the universe conspiring, right? Because I was like, oh, okay, you know, I pushed back a little bit, and I was like, all right, let me let it go. And you know, I'm also a worry wart, <laughs> um, so you know, I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to completely like redo this, like. The whole thing. Yeah. Yes. And so <laughs> and so that was weighing heavy on my mind. And I remember I woke up in the middle of the night. It was like, I don't know, 2 a.m. 
or something, and then like it it came to me, and I like rewrote it on my phone like while lying in right. bed in the middle of the night, and I was like, okay, I got it. And um, and it's interesting because like within a few weeks of all that happening, there was something like online that that um or I had I had just discovered that there had been proof that like HP Lovecraft like was a racist. Oh, no shocker, right? Mm. Um and he had written like a poem like that used like the N-word and had like just very disparaging um commentary about black people and I was like, all right, I didn't want his ass in my chapter that for the better. So oh, wow. um so wow. that all worked out. Um, yeah. And, so, and, and look how it worked out so, when you're not resistant. So, right, right. Exactly. When you're just like, okay, this is, you know, what's happening. Just go with it. Right. Flow. Like right. your chapter. Right. Yeah. Just be comfortable with going with the flow and not being so resistant. Right. Because, you know, there's that that meme like you're holding on to the rope so yes, tight. It's blood <laughs> coming out of yeah. your hand. It's just like, well, let it let it go. And it's interesting because I just now I'm just thinking about like a flow, right? And the flow of the universe, right? So that's really what flow is, is mm-hmm. that you're just trusting that this is your path. Right. And then when you're holding on to that rope, you're resisting what the universe or, with God, what, or what God has already planned for you. And so we're just kind of like fighting that. Right. So it's, it's really awesome to just even hear, right, that power of acceptance and, and letting go. Go, exactly. And exactly. flowing. Yep. And you flowed on this on in this chapter. Thank you. Thank you. A Lindsay. really nice and a really nice job. So what would you say were your top two lessons learned from either writing it mm-hmm. or just your journey while writing? Yeah, I think um the journey while writing it it's just freeing, like to oh, to be genuine, right? To be able to accept my thoughts, like mm-hmm. the good and the bad mm-hmm. and the ugly, accept my accept them and do the work to reframe them and offer myself self compassion by um, thinking about different perspectives, mm-hmm. stepping outside of myself mm-hmm. to look at my situation from the outside in instead of from the inside out. Mm-hmm. I think that is very, it's helped me a lot, not just wallow in a sea of complaints, like just like I don't live there anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and with a lot of, a lot of the, a lot of, um, you know, the emotions that come and try to take over, I'm, I've become really good at like working through them more like faster than I had been five, say five years ago, like just letting go of the rumination and the wallowing. Like it, it's, it's going to happen. Like there are going to be ups and downs, mm-hmm. but I just don't, I don't allow those emotions to take me hostage. Right. Hold me hostage. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, other people should start a gratitude journal you think yeah i mean i think i think it's i think it's definitely something i would encourage everyone to do um to make an attempt and if if and do what feels right for you if you can't do it every day then maybe do it every week um you know or 
If you don't want, if you're not a writer, you don't keep a journal. Well, then you know, put focus. Put put in your phone. Um, you know, meditate and think and focus on the good things that happened to you this day. You know, this past day, this past week, this past month. Um, whatever it is that's part of your grounding, centering, um, clearing process, definitely having gratitude as part of that it is is going to be beneficial like hands down i'm super confident that it will be beneficial at at work i have a coworker we do what we call three good things mm-hmm. and just with each other in the middle of the day especially when we're looking stressed yep. and feeling overwhelmed or we know it was like a heavy meeting day yep. cuz Sometimes there are days where you're like back in to back, back to back right. to back meetings and you've got things to do. Um, but we'll say, so tell me three good things. Mm-hmm. What are three good things? And it's similar to what we've done in IPAC. Yeah. Um, what are three good things that have already happened today? Today, Right. Make it really specific. Very focus. specific. Right. Whether it's you're grateful you got to work on time, uh, that you're grateful that you were able to find something to wear. You're grateful that you made it to the meeting, that your kids ate breakfast. You know, whatever it is, uh, some people say, you know, waking up, that's always like our go to. Right. And that's not something we should take for granted. Right. But then there's this other layer of mm-hmm. going deeper than I woke up and I have a roof over my head exactly. and I have food to eat. You know, you have your bare necessities. And it doesn't take away from that gratitude, but how to even go another layer deep. Right. Right. And I think that was very, you know, th- that's where I wanted to focus when doing the journal. Cause I was like, yeah, I could just, I could, I could sit here and do like a dozen, uh, entries just based woke off up, of, woke oh, up. Well, yeah, <laughs> grateful for the sunshine, grateful for the shower and blah, blah, blah. Like those things, like, yes, I don't, I don't want to seem like I'm taking advantage of those, right. those bare necessities, but to go even further and deeper and down, um, a couple of other layers to really get to, you know, what's been going on or what's really affecting me, right? Like if all my bare necessities are taken care of, like I'm grateful for the for that as a whole. All right, now what's what's next? Right. What's next? Yeah. Three good things. So, what are three good things that have already happened for you today? Hmm. Okay. This morning was a little <laughs> hectic, but. Three good things that happened today. Wait, uh, I'm hold on. Yeah, I got to pay attention yeah, to. Yeah. So you see how we do yeah, that? So yeah. three good things. things. The first uh-huh. thing you name was, was hectic, right? Like, she, and I'm sitting like, here like, talking about. I want to acknowledge this, this complaint like, real quick. Like, yes. And then yes, I can get to the gratitude. Yeah, yeah. Like I need, <laughs> we need to move it out. Move it out so the gratitude can enter and expand. Yes, right? that's right. <laughs> Let it rain in. Yeah, exactly. Three good things that happened um, today is, um, I gotta sit with this for a second. I almost walked out the door. Well, no, I walked out the door and I got downstairs and outside, uh, before I realized I left the copy of the book mm-hmm. on my shelf. And I was like, oh, I need to go back up and get it. And the reason why that's important is because I did, I couldn't find the electronic version on mm-hmm. my phone and I hadn't, um, reread what I wrote, um, ahead of this, this, uh, recording. So I was like, I should 
probably read what I wrote and just like remember and get in the zone. So I I remembered before I was on the train uh, right too, too far to turn back. So okay. that's one good thing that happened. Um, two is that I before leaving the house is that I realized that it was raining because sometimes when I'm when I rush like I don't even look out the window. I'm mm-hmm. just like oh, let's put this on. Um, and I was like, oh, it's raining and I have a bit of walking. I was going to wear one particular pair of shoes. And I was like, mm, let's put on something more comfy. So I'm really grateful for that because my <laughs> feet are thanking me. And I had gone out last night and I wore heels. So like this is really comfortable right now. So that's two of three. Um, third good thing that happened is while – the trains are messed up this weekend. Like, they're really messed up. Like, the, the train that's by my house is not running. Um, so I took a lift to another su- sta- subway station, wow. and that train was on time. So. All right. Nice. Yeah. Thanks. I love it. Thanks. See, but it's also like taking that pause and being intentional about what are those three things. Let me not just shoot out. I woke up. I ate breakfast. Right. And I made it here safely. Again, right. things that we are grateful for, but how to go to that next layer. Yeah. I think of uh, my three good things. Um, I am grateful that I was able to find a parking space right up the street. Nice. Um, I mean, though it's Sunday and parking is usually good, great on Sundays yeah. where we are in the city, in New York City. Parking is still terrible, like no matter what, because we're near like 34th Street right. and, and all that good stuff. Um, that's one. Number two, might be to TMI, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> I am grateful for making love today. <laughs> yes. Okay. Off right. Yes. That's why I was a little <laughs> late. So, well, wait a minute. Priorities. <laughs> I love it. So that's one thing. That's two of three. I mean, who needs a third? No, but. Uh, and then the third thing that I'm grateful for is um, my scarf. I am grateful for my scarf that it is extremely warm. I recently purchased this scarf from TJ Maxx. Mm -hmm. And I usually get those like Pashima whatever scarves. And they're cute and colorful, but they're not that warm. Right. And it's a little chilly out. And this scarf feels like it was made from like alpaca hair or Mm -hmm. something. Um, So it is so soft. It's like I could sleep with that (laughs) scarf. So those are my three good things so we encourage you all to call somebody or just text someone and say what are your three good things uh challenge you to write your own yeah gratitude and and even i mean ahead you know we've got a big holiday coming up thanksgiving is uh this week grateful season right exactly (laughs) so if you want to switch up you know your family's routine ahead of digging in Mm. maybe you, you, everybody say what they're grateful for. Maybe they, they do three things like we just did, like we just shared with you. Um, but find, find ways to sneak or have gratitude be the center of the conversation. Oh, I love it. Yes. Go around the table, ask about gratitude, create a gratitude jar. Right. And then just leave pieces of paper and a pen or whatever and just have people write it in there. And then at the end of dinner, pull, pull pull them out and read it. Exactly. And, and if you're going to, I think that's a really good like icebreaker too. If you're going to some, 
somebody's house for the first time. Yeah. Or you're bringing your SO to meet your family for the first time, like to kind of get rid of those jitters and mm-hmm. that tension and the nervousness. Uh, yeah, do something like that. I really like that idea. Like, yeah, yeah everybody just read everybody else's gratitude. gratitude. You don't even have to put your name, name on, on it. it. It's right, just, just anonymous and just put it out there. Because what you're grateful for may remind me of what I can be exactly, grateful for. Exactly. And what we are grateful for is you all as our listeners. Absolutely. Grateful for your loyalty. Grateful for the listening, the feedback, uh, the downloads. Um, Subscriptions. Yeah. So continue to spread the word and to spread the good vibes of gratitude. And now it's tea time. And the tea is for Thanksgiving. This holiday season, put gratitude at the center of the table, right next to those potatoes. Mm-hmm. The E is for engage. Engage in new experiences, which leads to more gratitude. And the A is for appreciate. Appreciate the things that go well, no matter how small. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you got a lot out of today's episode. And Lindsay and I would wish you nothing but tons of gratitude and well wishes this holiday season. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to our podcast. And you can now follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at N-E-C-E-S-S-I-T, the letter T, podcast. Thanks for listening.